right there. It's like most people don't live in a yurt, and probably uh, most people don't know what a yurt is. <laughs> did you make it to the winter in that thing? No. Nah, oh, okay. Well, I will next winter, but like I was, I was just getting the yurt ready, okay. like before winter started. So I've like me and my family weren't ready to move into a new house, let alone an off-grid house that we never okay. raised living in. I was wondering because I was talking to you guys last fall, and I was like, "Yeah, how's your yurt going?" And you're sort of, "Well, it's kind of." There know. was a lot of challenges involved yeah. with the initial process. Um, I'm glad I set it up the time I did, but yeah. So the thing was actually out there in the winter time, collecting yeah. snow and whatnot. Did yeah. you spend any time out there at all, or like I went back a few times? Um, to escape the insanity of where I was living, which was with her parents. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> and also just to um, keep main- maintenance going with it, because with a yurt, you have to maintain them a bit. Well, it's a tent, right? So It's uh, it's not a tent. It's no. not a tent? <laughs> I've been in yurts. There's sort of like a tent. There's canvas involved. Like, I mean, it's or, a little or bit more... yak uh, skins. I don't know what you're... It, it looks like a tent, but it's it's made out of wood, and it's, it's more like a cabin than anything. Yeah. Yeah. What made you decide to go yurt? Was it... Was living with your well, your wife's parents like that? It's like, I live in a, in a yurt. I actually have a host. I just choose not to live in it. Um, <laughs> I I was looking at tiny houses for a long time. Oh yeah. Um, not because I like necessarily like I I do like generally more minimalistic kind of way of living, hmm. but I more wanted to be self sustained, and I wanted to be like start my road to being financially free and right. I, I didn't like the idea of like working nine to five every day and not spending any time with my family or doing something i enjoyed and i also like i really enjoy chinese medicine mm. but i didn't want to charge people for it like i had been running two businesses yeah. for a while for chinese medicine and i find i just don't like treating people for money Healthcare seems oh, like something that's a that tough one, man. Because money. money's important, you know. Yeah, so uh, I make it. Hopefully, I can make it without like doing work for it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Like, how do you, how would you uh, sustain though? Because like. Oh wait, sorry guys, I lost audio. Oh man. And we're back, and uh, I think we got most of. Uh, you know the previous little ten minutes that we spent talking there, but we just—it's just like learning all this equipment, man. Yeah. You know, like uh, yeah, we had a little bit of trouble, folks, but uh, we're back online and uh, it's all good. The the learning process is the important thing. We're just talking about like yeah, you know, like I like DIY attitude. Right. I like having interesting puzzles to solve, and uh, so you're describing you know yurt life, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and why you uh, you ended up where do you even buy a yurt? Did you build yeah. it 100% yourself, or did so, you? So you can buy everything online, right? <laughs> I bought mine online. Really? Um, you can Amazon buy it in the yurt well. section, or really? Or, yeah. Or, you can buy it in the valley. Uh, there's a guy okay. who sells it down in Gasparo. I um, know him. Yeah. It's a what's his name? Um, uh, Littlefoot Yeah, Littlefoot Yurts. Littlefoot. Yeah. yeah. But I got mine online um, just because it was cheaper, and also because um, they were gonna deliver it straight to to me right um they drove it there and they set it up for me the only thing that i needed to do was build the base which is difficult because it's a round base <laughs> did you use like you know construction pallets and uh, shipping pallets and stuff like that or did you no. go and just buy a bunch of two I, by fours it was, like, a, it was, like a regular person like i have no like like technical skill <laughs> very bad like any construction or any kind of work like that I'm just bad at it um but i had a good team of people who oh, helped okay. me yeah um and we basically we drew it out we made a plan for it um and it worked out 
<laughs> two days before the yurt came. Oh, okay. Yeah. We had so is, is it raised off the ground? Like yeah, the, it had to be raised off the ground okay. as well. Yeah. So you had some people on your team that knew how yeah. to nail stuff. But the yurt's 30 feet in diameter, so. Yeah, it's a big yeah. house. Jeez. And the circular aspect of it was very difficult. Yeah. Huh. So you just like, you can't just sort of build a square one and leave it square and put a round thing no. on top of it? or <laughs> like we, we solved, like... We basically used, I used the chainsaw to go around the square platform and make it circular. Okay. Yeah. So it worked out. Oh, man. <laughs> the thing is, though, you know, we, we kind of laugh, but this is where we are as a nation. Like, kids don't have shop class anymore. Well, I also didn't have a dad <laughs> to teach me that shit. Oh, you know? so, yeah. yeah. See, I was lucky that way. My dad's uh, an electrical engineer, but he learned engineering sort of across like sort of a spectrum oh, so he bad. would say oh, this room's too big we're gonna make this side your bedroom and this side the rec room come on let's build a wall and like two weeks later there's a wall and it's a really cool wall with secret cupboards and right. boards and all that stuff on it. Yeah. and just watching your dad do stuff and it's, it kind of normalizes power tools you know right but yeah. i even then i recognized that most dads didn't you know and and so i was felt kind of lucky there yeah for um sure. i'd be over at a friend's place say oh you know we should fix this thing go get your dad's toolbox and it's like my dad doesn't have a toolbox and like, <laughs> oh of course he does you just don't know where it is let's go find it and i said and then you come back sort of he has a pair of pliers that are broken <laughs> that's it that's the tool <laughs> he hires someone else to do it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know it's yeah. uh it's a it's a it's an odd stage but i mean did you have shop class when you were going through school or was it just I mean, I did, but like, I didn't really pay much attention. You know, I wish I would have, but it, it kind of sucks for me because I'd like to build more uh, things in the future. Um, I'd, I'd like to. Um, I don't think the yurt's like the final living destination for me. Yeah. I'd like to build a house at some point. Um, I'll have to get some people to help. But weren't you like, you know, putting installing drywall with your dad at one point, or? or? We, I just did like the, like I just put drywall in the closets and stuff. Like they didn't have me on very many like actually good useful skills. <laughs> the thing is, it you know, just going from zero to putting drywall in a closet though, that's right. now you, you know, what do they say? The expert in the room is the one who knows like 2% more than everybody else or 10% more. And most people just don't yeah. know how to use a screwdriver, right? So that's it's, true. Yeah. And, and you'll learn the stuff quickly, especially when your heating counts on it. You know, if you're out there and it's snowing or raining and there's a leak, you got to fix it. And you're the Unfortunately, dad. Unfortunately, I don't learn that stuff quickly. Really? I, no, just, I'm surprised. For me. It's, it's, uh, it's hard for me to grasp uh, anything like that. I'm a very mental person, I, I, like very bad with any like hands-on skill, except for like instruments and stuff. I used to play a bunch of them, but I don't know why. That's a different uh, area in my brain, I guess. Yeah, I mean, music yeah. is like, uh, it does occupy. Uh, I do find like if you if you push it, put a little pressure on it, it does sort of, I find it comes, you know, like, but I think uh, it would. And I, I need it to, cause it's definitely do in enjoy my aspirations. It? I, I enjoy seeing the result. Okay. I don't enjoy the process. <laughs> like this is how I, when I learned, was learning how to draw, yeah, yeah. I had all these friends who were really, really just naturally out of the box could right. draw stuff. I mean, you know, as seven year old, that wasn't you. No, oh, I was okay. the worst, always the worst. And I think really? that's why I stuck with it. Cause I was so, you know, you know, Im impressed with what they could do. And, oh, yeah, yeah. wow, one day, well, they, they can do it. I have to really try. So I just sort of learned trying. You know, and uh, Well, you're constantly improving, too. I've seen, like, your work throughout the years because I've known you so long. And yeah. It's gotten a lot better. It was good to begin with, but... I feel like I've come yeah. a long way in the last uh, just five years alone because yeah. I sort of switched projects. I went from, like, I did a whole series where there were no straight lines. You know, like, it was oh, all yeah. just... Everything's made out of, like, 
you know, hand-hewn bricks, and they're kind of wobbly, right? <laughs> and then I did this whole story, or I'm still working on it, it said in Toronto, I was like, oh, man, everything's made out of, like, ruled edges. This sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, things have to look like things. Oh, you know, like, so I had to learn how to draw cars. But now that I have those skills, and I'm kind of sliding back, okay, let's go back to the fantasy world. It's like, whoa, yeah, I have yeah. all these extra things I didn't think I needed, but they're really applicable. That's so, cool, though, yeah. You know. It gives me hope. <laughs> <laughs> you will you will totally get there like the thing is like i know you will because i remember okay so the way i ran into isaiah uh a week or two ago is just walking down this little side street and i walked past this guy sitting on some steps and uh oh, don't have wi-fi up my yurt <laughs> that's just it i was like whoa it's isaiah hey i haven't seen you in ages what are you doing he was just he was it was, I'm working. I was like, you're sitting on the steps of the bank. I was, well, I don't have Wi-Fi in the yurt. <laughs> so I come to the bank and I just sit outside it. And I was like, yeah. whoa, I didn't know that you know where all the hot spots are. That's cool. So what are you doing? Then you you, you told me for 20 minutes, oh, I'm setting up some e He just went through this. Yeah, it was yeah. all Martian to me. I was like, oh, man, I have to have this guy on the show. He's, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about what you were doing there? Um, yeah, so I've been into um, trying to make a passive income online for about six months now. Maybe a little bit longer than that. But not as seriously before that. Um, basically, what I was—I've been trying a whole bunch of different things, uh, but I feel like I'm starting to get like the edge on it now and starting to understand it. Um, first, I tried like freelance writing and stuff. Um, I hated that because um, generally I tried it, too. it sucks. It's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you can make good money, and I was, but like selling my soul for it, you know, like <laughs> writing like reviews for companies like oh, against yeah. and for, you know, and it's just like. I couldn't, I, I, I'm not going to do that, you know? And I, I wanted something more passive anyways. Like, I wanted a way to make money that I didn't have to, like, constantly trade my time for it. Because that's basically Well, your time's same. precious. You have so many things on the go, right? right? So yeah. yeah. So basically what I'm doing right now, um, I've been trying e-commerce for a long time, which is basically making stores online that sell things to people. Um, I was doing that, like, with small stores for a while. Like, I have about that I made myself and relative success with them like generally I haven't had like great success with any of them but I still make a profit because then I sell the store so I'm just getting kind of the knack of it and understanding how to do it well you're in the learning process but there's no school to go to and that's yeah. uh there's not really. So can you describe for our viewers like what do you mean by because I had to ask so you're like selling stuff to people you could go down to the mailbox and go, i'm not going to no mailbox what are you talking about so it's so, called drop shipping so okay. like basically like i set up the website and then um the customer goes onto the website and if they order a product then i send their information to the to the manufacturer and then the manufacturer just sends it to them so it's really the only thing i have to do once it's running is the marketing and i mean that's pretty passive once you get it going and uh, sending the information to the manufacturer. And I would imagine it's kind of cool because every now and then, like, I've got a little uh, Tascam uh, recorder on the desk there, and it's right. like my new favorite object in the world. It's like, this is the coolest thing. Look at that. It's a yeah. belt clip, and there's a little tiny ridge of plastic that stops you from accidentally hitting. That's so smart. It's just like, it's like not even, <laughs> it's just a tiny little quirk of engineering that sets it apart from all the other yeah, you yeah. know, non-pro garbage. And I, I love, I want to sell these. Everyone should own a Tascam, you know? <laughs> And so there you go. And there's been there's multiple your times. Story. Exactly. So do you find like your is that, how do you pick a product to uh um to stick so on a like I used to like go through the products and like do it myself, but like that's again takes my time. Mm. Um so I've like figured out a system to get other people to make the products for me, other people to make the stores for me. Okay. Um and do it a lot faster. Um and 
there's a, there is a method that you can follow to research the products. Um, I get my my employees essentially that's what they are um, to do it, and they do it for much cheaper because they're in a different country. Um, so basically, I give them the system that I'm working from, and then they just follow the instructions. And right now, I'm making about ten stores a week. Yeah. Um, and then I have other people handle the marketing for me, and then I have other people mark like handling the selling of the stores for me. So in in reality it's a passive system yeah it's a passive yeah. system but this is the new distribution of goods like we're yeah. we're in the e-commerce thing like i mean i don't think I, I try to buy locally but there's some things like you just can't get in little wolfville and right. so i find myself buying camera lenses and audio gear and just you know bits and pieces that are necessary in that particular period of time from all over the world like i got right. this little uh, camera case thing that was just 3d printed by a guy in czech no not czechoslovakia ukraine <laughs> ukraine there's like one guy going you know this camera it needs a it needs some extra help and i i have a good idea i'm going to do this and he it was the coolest thing ever. Really? So neat. Um, because I, it's just a little, you know, Sony camcorder, but it has all these little failings. Right. This is a little uh, exoskeleton. You put it in. It has a little fuzzy uh, thing that covers the mic, so it's a wind muff built onto it. It has a yeah. little, you know, uh, basically you can drop it on the ground. It doesn't break the, the camera. The guy sold it to me for like 50 bucks. Yeah. There's a bunch of things like that out there that people want to buy, right? And that, like you said, they're not around here. Yeah. But I, I don't really do e-commerce because I like it, though. I, I, I more do it just because it makes sense to make passive income. You have yeah. to ha you have to make a living, and yeah. you're going to try and find a way to do it in... Well, it's just a creative way into yeah. a market. And I think that's really cool because now you're defining your own rules. Yeah. And also, just like what you're describing, like I'm hearing all the little uh, magic words like, oh, you've got employees. You've got people working yeah. for you. So now you're distributing that wealth, and there's other people who may even come to depend on you. You know, and it's... Uh, and that's... The they will, like, depending on how well of a job they do, like, for instance, I'm in the beginning stages of this, like, 10 stores a week is, like, not my objective. Mm. Like, that's what he did, like, in the beginning, you know? And they're well quality, but they need to be better, so I took, like, I give him, like, training courses and stuff, like, uh -huh. on Udemy, if you might know what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, like, bought him a course, so he'll learn how to do that better. And then, like, he'll make better stores after that. And if he does like that the next time I get him to do stores and they're better, then I'll get him to uh, take another course on how to manage other people. Um, and then hopefully more stores, you know? <laughs> it's grassroots self-learning and training yeah. and working together. And I, I just think it's really, really, right. really cool. So uh, what was the, uh, you know, what are some of the products that uh, you're currently uh, moving right now? Uh, <laughs> I guess so. You don't, just, I, don't, I don't remember them all, you know, because like, like generally they're just uh, based on like well research, you know, like I, I trust the research that's put into them because I look and I analyze the products, but like I'm not going to limit, I'm not going to like remember all of them. No, I hear you. It's, <laughs> They'd well, probably it's, it's be sold. It's a different don't. way of thinking about stuff yeah. now. You know, it's like if you go to the guy who runs like a department store says, so what product do you, do you sell? He's like, uh, all of them. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, exactly. we're trying to. We, we're trying to meet yeah. all the needs, right? But right. Uh, but the thing that gets me is like, where do you learn this stuff? Like, is there a school for this? I mean, well, you to me, but I that's failed for, like a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't like, do well in school. You know, it's, no, not like through school, but like with this whole process. You know, like with trying to make money online. I've tried a lot of different things, um, seen what works, what doesn't, and generally just failed a shit ton. You know, and when you're spending six months failing. You learn some things, you know? Yeah. That's the school of hard knocks, but that's... Right. Uh, I, I find that's the most... 
I don't know, for me anyway, I, yeah. uh, in a classroom, I find it very hard to stay awake. But if yeah, you yeah. give me a problem, like, well, just now we had this thing like, Mark, sound's not recording. Oh my God, I'm such an incompetent. You know, and then we, we fixed it. And now we everyone knows a little bit more. I don't and really like the education system anyways, you know? It kind of sets people up to not be rich or not to make money in a, in a way that's, like, sustainable, you know? Well, it also trains you for a snapshot of what reality was when the school was formed. So sometimes you'll come out of a school and you're already five years out of date. Yeah. You know? Um, like, I got a friend who's, who's uh, teaching cartooning in this little university, okay. or it's a comics college in Toronto. And he doesn't have like a, a going, well, so how do you set your Cintiq up? Yeah, I'm thinking of getting one of those. Like, how are you? <laughs> like, I mean, the stuff that he's teaching is still very valid. There's like uh, sort of story philosophy and, and yeah, yeah. there's a lot of things that doesn't matter. But he's just not updated with the times. Though. Well, it's it, the students aren't leaving with some current, useful, cutting edge information, which right. is, to be fair, very hard to teach in a school because once you sort of set the program up, it's already moved, you know? Right. And the way to stay on top of that is to sort of be the cutting edge, which is exactly what it seems to me that what you're doing. Because like what you're describing, like, you can set up a store that just passively makes money for right. you. And, so <laughs> and it helps people. And it just, because yeah. it's the economy and this is what we need right now. This is, yeah. oh, you know, it's very exciting. But it me, takes you know? away from local economy. Uh, you know what? I, I really struggled with that. Um, and there's, I'm not really sure where I stand on it because we had a beautiful bookstore. Yeah, it's yeah. gone now, you know, and uh, you know, that that hurts because I used to sell a lot of comic books For through sure. through the bookstore, so I'd like that to come back. But it it ran into issues that were beyond what just the bookstore's own problems, yep. which is like being an independent bookstore. You're dealing with uh, lots of constraints. Like, well, we're not able to sort of buy the same you know quantities that a, a like a large chain can do. So right. we don't get the same discounts, but we still have to pay the shipping, and it's just everyone wants yeah. their little cut of the pie. The pie gets awfully small, and when you can buy books for two ninety nine on Kindle, it's it's hard for a bookstore, right? Yeah, it yeah. really is. You know, uh, hard then, for offers too. Like two ninety nine is not. Oh very yeah, much, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, Amazon came along and yeah. basically destroyed uh, you know the the writing profession. I mean, right. like I, I was a dead set against Amazon, and Amazon still it's sort of like half evil, but it's still also well they've kind of supplanted all these other distribution systems they're just kind of there <laughs> you know it's well they won they have all the power i guess we have to get along with them now but i still yeah. feel like i kind of like threw in the towel but i still don't sell through amazon right because it's not profitable for me like as a seller i'm like well i i can't make money you know i don't know yeah. how everyone else is or are they just not making money and just you know i mean i feel like people if they are making money on amazon it's not for books unless they're like one of the more popular sellers yeah. You know, um, I think people probably use the same kind of systems I'm using to get popular on Amazon, you know? Yeah. But the only problem with Amazon is you need a inventory. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't need one, so I can pretty much do whatever I want. Well, that's nice because the, the uh, original, the OEM, the original, yeah, yeah. original equipment manufacturer, that's your inventory. And yeah. you're kind of at a point like that guy in the Ukraine is like, oh, I'll go make an, I'll print another one. And yeah, yeah. send it to you and you will give me fifteen dollars. You know. But he's Pretty gone up. No, I noticed him. Uh it's the same product and the and it's still good. And he's got a good demand for them. He's now selling Sweet. on eBay and he's tripled the price and he's selling them. They're like hot really? Yeah, he's still moving them. So he's kind of learned because I remember when I first contacted him, he's like, Is I think I had to pay like six dollars shipping and I was like, Is that going to get it across the Atlantic? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Because I can pay extra. I'm, I'm I just want the product and he goes, No, no, this is fine. But that's a good point though, like for people in like different countries that don't have a lot of money mm -hmm. I, I feel like online would be probably the best way for them to make money 
you know, because they get U.S. dollars online. Yes. You know, and if they know how to do it smartly, they can make just as much money as anybody else. You know, this is one of the reasons I was interested in Bitcoin. We had this whole show on yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah. I was telling you, like, the audio got smudged. I'm going to try and put something together. I might get Keegan back in and, uh, yeah, and do yeah. that because it was just like, okay, I understand vaguely what Bitcoin is, but I need an, like an expert. Someone who's like, re he's fascinated with this thing. <laughs> so I had this friend of mine sit down and just, just talk too quickly and I had to slow him. Okay. Back up. You use four words to describe <laughs> this one word that I wanted a description for, and I, yeah. we, I, I sort of, I really had to sort of hold the brakes on, but we got through it. And I was like, I think I have a really solid understanding. I want to have him. It was a really good interview, actually. Uh, I think we, can, it's worth doing again. That's just like one avenue, though. You know, like there's so many avenues on the internet for making money. But know? the thing, well, the thing is, Bitcoin can be seen as like a, you know, stock trading. Like, oh, we can make money just with trading Bitcoin. That's right. not what I'm interested in. I want to go. Well, if I want to buy a camera in Ukraine. Um, you want to buy it with Bitcoin. Well, what happens if the uh, the economy tanks in the U.S.? And I don't want to spend U.S. dollars, but Bitcoin is like it's another currency right. that if everyone's on board with it, now you can trade it. It's not centrally managed. It's open source. There's a lot of really be cool benefits to it. Yeah, that and does I like cool. I want to have an extra wallet just that with some cash in Bitcoin because if what do they say? You know, don't put all your eggs in one basket, man. Yeah, yeah. Because baskets are falling out of the. You know, <laughs> everything's crashing up and down. Everything's so unpredictable, right? That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, if it's like a worldwide currency, you know, you know, like you, that if, you're, if you're doing anybody. your stuff, you should, you know, it just, you know, offer. Well, if you have Bitcoin, you can buy these. Oh, products I think with, um, Bitcoin is accepted on my. Oh, stores. really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I, man, I want to get you to show me through what you're doing because that's yeah. really cool. Can you sell <laughs> comics and stuff like that through? I mean, I have like, you can a sell whatever you want. Yeah, it's like. Like I'm starting a print-on-demand business for my my wife for veganism. Oh, okay. Um, so like she can put like her own graphic design, uh, mostly things about veganism. Okay. And basically like she can put that on whatever she wants, like cups, shirts, uh, sweaters, and you can do that directly from the website, and they'll send that printed-out version uh, to the person. You know. I see. Uh, the problem that my one of my major you know issues with the online world is that it's not accessible to people who don't have a credit card or don't have like if you're That's 12 true. and like, a lot of the people who read my comics are just hey we like comics most people can buy a visa gift card though i guess so but that's a whole extra step it's just like you that's know, what you i used for this whole process is a visa gift card yeah i'm thinking of the 12 year old who's like <laughs> online oh that's so cool i'd like to get that book right well even then, now it's like, Mom, can I have my allowance early? I want to go yeah, to the yeah. comic shop, you know. But it's, uh, yeah, the distribution for my products, like in, I, paper comics, is so archaic now. And it's just, things are shifting. Uh, comic shops are closing left, right, and center. It's, it's it must all, be hard, yeah. It's, well, it, you know, I realized at a certain point, grudgingly, that I had to sort of either get with the times or get rolled over by them, right? Right. And so I set up a Patreon system and I like to, whenever I draw a page, I'll publish it digitally for those people. So yeah, you yeah. kind of get a, you get a subscription to the person who's providing the service. And, uh, and then when I do a paper print run, um, I can make sure that, oh, yeah, everyone gets an exclusive yeah. uh, copy and I gotta get on that. I gotta. I have a stack of it. I have like 500 pages of stuff that hasn't been printed on paper. Oh, really? Oh, easily. I've been working on this for ages. I have like wow. a whole science fiction graphic novel, which is like something like 300 pages long at this point, just online. Is that 300? I feel like it's getting there. There's a whole graphic novel's worth, and then <laughs> an extra sort of like half a graphic novel. It's just kind of hanging out online. Eh? You know, but I've been publishing it online, and yeah, yeah. it's uh, um, it's been it's been a really good medium, but. I, I'd love to see it on paper, you know? Yeah, for sure. And then I have uh, another Star Drop volume. I have, like, another whole book's worth that's just, again, sitting online waiting for me to... 
thing is, there's a lot of extra work there. Like I like to make these in between cartoons, yeah, but they yeah. go between the strips and I haven't really started. I've done a few, but it's like, Oh, there's like 80 cartoons. I got to draw. I could get on that. But, but then I get caught up in, uh, you know, I want to make a podcast show. Let's do this. There's <laughs> a lot of fun things. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm still working as hard as I ever did, but it's kind of like instead of it all all the work going to one peg, you're like branching out yeah. everywhere. So yeah, so, you know, if they all go up like this, you're like, well, if I'd done that, it would be up here, just on one. But whatever. Totally understand that. But yeah. it, it's uh, life it, is pretty interesting that way because there are all these neat new opportunities. But I do miss. It's kind of sad to think like my kids won't have a chance. Like they might, but like less of a chance to hold like a physical book. You know? Do they do they read much? Like how old are you? How many kids do you have? Like I have two kids. Oh, um, neither one recent. of them are reading. Yeah, but they can be read too. Yeah. <laughs> Eight months and two years. So. Yeah, it's a little on the young side for yeah. my kind of work anyway. Although maybe I'll give you a star drop book because you can sort of sit there and just sort of read. I remember reading one of your books in um in uh, elementary school. Yeah. Wow. It was one of my favorite comics. No lie. Oh, that's. Yeah, Great to hear. it was the one about uh, I don't remember much about it. It was a pirate one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. the thieves and kings. It yeah, was, thieves uh, and kings. Yeah, it, uh, I love that one. Yeah, that it's great. that. That's kind of that's sort of the fan favorite. I really need. I, actually, I just pulled up some old pages and I'm working on those. I'm going to release some more of that. Oh, like that's, I have to finish that story because it was designed at the outset. Because I was like 18 when I thought up the idea. I said, I'm going to make a 2,000 page, you know. <laughs> Like Lord of the Rings, but comics it's gonna be so cool. But kind of right. with a sort of a nicer twist. It's not gonna be quite so scary. It's ah, oh, I had this whole. It, it was very, very crystal clear. And then after working on it for like twenty years, I was like, I'm burned out. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do other things. And I put it on the back burner for a long time. And then, you know, I was like, okay, it's been coming back to this. So I relaunched it a couple of years ago and did a couple chapters. Yeah. And it, again, just like, well, I have this science fiction thing that's really, really exciting, but. It's 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 coming back into focus now. Is like something I'm really. Oh, how did that? I'm I'm, th I'm uh, without meaning to of thinking about well, how did that story go? When that happens, that's when you. Know. That's when you want to go back into it. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like your your subconscious is like solving problems. You know, yeah. like, well, how did you get out of that? I script? think twenty years is a good amount of time to be focused on one project. <laughs> it's actually unhealthy to go beyond that because I things think so. Become yeah. A, like I was noticing. Like, okay, so when I was uh, living in Toronto a long time ago, yeah, yeah. there was a guy, a writer, his name was Crad Kolodny. Okay. And no one's ever heard, well, people have heard of him, but he was a strange dude. And he was hardcore DIY. You know, he's just like, I'm not going to work with publishers because they demand all these things from me that I don't want to, you know, I, why can't I just write my own stuff, print my own stuff, and sell my own stuff? Not even yeah. in stores. He would just, So what he did is he basically stands on a street corner with a box around his neck full of books. <laughs> did it work? <laughs> he made a living. He, he did okay. it for 10, 20 years. Is that years. where I should see you soon? <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I saw a little documentary. I saw he was such an interesting person. Right. That I saw, you know, I was like, who is this? That's so hardcore. Like, I reject the establishment. I'm going to go do it my own way. Yeah. And there's a lot of lumps you take for that, but he got pretty good at it. And so I ran into him on the street. Oh, it's that guy. You know, so I went yeah, up to yeah. him and said, hi, I want to buy all your stuff, you know. And his, he had two kinds of book, um, sort of regular prose fiction, which wasn't my thing. I was just like, oh, but his autobiographical stuff, holy smokes. That was really good, eh? Well, you know, you write about your life. His life is standing on a street corner. And that was part of his things. Like, as a writer, you want to open yourself up to experience. And what, how can you be any more open than just, it's like standing in a river and, and life moving past you. That's pretty cool, yeah. Every day. And he actually had like a little... A microphone so he could record the weird conversations he had and he would talk to everybody like you know people from international oh we're coming to toronto to visit what are you and he would get into these conversations with you know 
just there's definitely f- a certain kind of wisdom that comes from just like standing and observing and and he would do know, weird things too like he actually he, he had a, an odd quirk to his personality he was not a particularly nice person or okay. likable he, he's kind of <laughs> has this sort of edge like he's extremely cynical and like I guess you get that way when you're standing out in the cold, <laughs> yeah. you know, sucking in like car exhaust, you know. But uh, I don't think a normal uh, person would stand around. He pretended to be homeless. He would cultivate the. Uh, so he would look like a. He's got like four winter coats on because it's freezing out there. Yeah, yeah. And he had a little the box, and he set up this thing where he could slide random words into the thing, and he would just like to sort of pick random words up. That would be his message for the day. And you're like, you know, astounding hockey stories, like that. And you're like, what? And or. It sort of you'd walk by, and normally when you're in a big city, you're like, oh, it's it's a homeless person. You, you put up your shields. You don't want to yeah, be yeah. affected. You know, and you just. But if you know, if you take a minute to know, you go, that guy isn't normal. <laughs> and so you go, so now he knows if you're stopping, you're automatically a little bit more awake and a little bit yeah, more yeah. aware of your environment. And so you're worth selling his stuff. He, that, he was like, I don't want to just sell. Like I worked hard on this. I don't want to. It's not toilet paper. If the person who's going to be buying my book, I want them to be, be aware enough to. I want to make a connection with them. It's like that's really interesting. Anyway, so his autobiographical stuff is all about these bizarre ass adventures, like weird. you know, like just weird people that he'd run into on the street or in the middle of some crazy chaotic adventure, and he's going to get caught up. So I'm not selling books today. I'm running around the city with this woman <laughs> that I met for, who's like a, a circus performer, and like, okay. now I'm living in a in a like a warehouse and what's she's I'm in love with her. She's beautiful. And she does like, you know, stained glass windows and she lives with all these other artists. And Oh, now she's packing up and she's gone to Manitoba and like, and I'm back out in the street corner, but it was this whole bizarre, like he's like, this stuff is this, you made this up. This is fiction. He goes, no man, hundred percent real. <laughs> it sounds anyway, like an interesting guy. Really, though, really yeah. neat. Anyway. So I was telling you, this is what I'm doing. He goes, okay. And he gave me a piece of wisdom. This guy was, you know, twice my age. And when a writer, who's been through like the war zone of writing. I mean, right. I can't think of any more trenches deeper than that. He gives you a piece of advice. You listen, he says, oh, and I've forgotten it. No, basically he said, don't let yourself become uh, bored with what you do. Like, right. Right now you're fired up and excited when it becomes a reliable source of income, but you don't really want to be doing it. You have, you must stop. Otherwise it becomes grot- job. grotesque is the yep. word he used. And I was thinking of, some of the uh, the cartoon strips I've seen this I bet this was alive and on fire when it came out but now it's yeah, been yeah. 30 years and I don't know if Marmaduke's really doing it for me anymore you know but well, I don't want to pick on Marmaduke but the seriously thing is, though like yeah how long can you do the same thing exactly you know? right yeah and so it's you owe it to yourself and to the universe to sort of stay inspired um, and that's a really tough one because I made all these commitments to this